My name is Maddie Van Karen. I'm the host of Dietitian Talks. I'm a recruiter for NutriCo, and I'm also a registered dietitian. This is a weekly podcast that's going to cover a variety of topics that include a day in the life as a dietitian, different career paths dietitians can take, academics, advice for new RDs, and so much more. So every week we're going to interview a different RD and cover a new topic. Today we are interviewing Olivia Beal. She is a newer RD in the past year, and she's the owner of Live Nourish Nutrition. Today, we are going to cover her entering the field as a new RD, how she found new opportunities, how she's forging her own path, and the niche that she's focusing on. So Olivia, you can introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into dietetics, dietetics, the schools you attended. Okay, I'm Olivia. I, I've been interested in dietetics and nutrition for, oh, I didn't know it was dietetics at first. Like nutrition, I would say like in high school, I kind of had an interest in it and then it just like spiraled. And then in college, I was like, oh, I can, I can like actually do this as a career. So it took me a little bit to figure out, but I did. I went to a group in Oklahoma city and I went to college at university of Oklahoma in Norman. And I got my ended up getting my master's at University of Oklahoma Health Sciences Center in Oklahoma City in dietetics. And um, yeah, so basically how I got here was we got out of school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I essentially just kind of I had a I made a website for myself like when I was I would literally want to say 18 and having no idea what it was going to be. So I kind of left it alone for a few years and then I got out of school and I was like, okay, maybe I can do something with this. Um, maybe I can, you know, make it something big. So I ended up starting my own virtual nutrition counseling private practice. And I started from there. I, um, I partnered with, I did personal training too, going through school. So as a personal trainer working with this um, private personal training gym called NextGen, I ended up partnering with them. And that's also kind of what launched what launched my virtual private practice. So worked with their clients. And then now I'm just starting to branch out on my own a little bit. Yeah. So l- tell me a little bit about you know, you mentioned, I didn't really know what dietetics was. So what, how exactly did your program work? So you did undergrad and then it carried into a master's, right? Yeah. So it's a coordinated program. You can do, I know that sounds like it's confusing, but with a coordinated program, you do basically everything in one singular program versus a didactic program where you go through your, um, you graduate and then you get matched for an internship. So with my program, you, you know, you got your undergrad and then you immediately went into your master's and then you are already, you know, you already had a spot for your internship and they placed you themselves. So it was a very seamless way to go about it. In total, post-college, it was about two and a half years counting the internship too. So an internship is like the rotations and everything. So so yeah, it's about two and a half years afterwards, which is a little bit shorter than if I were to do another program. So 
Yeah. I just asked that because I think a lot of people going to dietetics get confused because there's so many different routes and they don't know like where to even start. Um, so I think it's interesting to see how you did it and how your program was a little bit more seamless and kind of coordinated for you. Yeah. And you have to ask, like I going into college had no idea that that was even a thing. Like my freshman year, I was business undecided for my first major and I did health and exercise science as a minor because I had just literally had no idea. And I took a macro and economics class and I was like, I'm going to change <laughs> my major. <laughs> I don't like this. So I went and talked to them and figured out that they did have the nutrition program. So if anybody's interested in it, I think the, the best way to figure out is to one, if you're already in college, go talk to them. Or if you're looking at specific colleges, call and talk to someone and see what your options are within that college. Yeah, I agree because every school is really different. Like Oklahoma has this coordinated program and this will also works for people who may have already had a degree in something other than nutrition. Um, but then there might be schools that don't have that. And so it doesn't work as seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to know what you're getting into. Like if you have a couple options and you know that you want to go into dietetics, I feel like you should definitely weigh your options because it's a lot more complicated at one school maybe than another so yeah, definitely okay cool and then you know you mentioned you finished school and kind of you started out early you were one of the smart ones mm -hmm. who started your website early on i feel like you've been really working on that for a long time so when you did graduate talk a little bit about how you know you felt looking for jobs because obviously private practice is difficult to do, you know, overnight, like, were you looking at clinical positions? Kind of, did you feel pressure to apply to specific jobs? How did you navigate that? It's a lot. I was looking at literally everything under the sun. I knew that I didn't necessarily want to do a full-time clinical position in a hospital. So I kind of just ran with what I had and it's, it's hard to figure out once you get out of school until you really get in the field and know what you want to do and you're working that full time like you learn very quickly what you do want to do or at least what you don't want to do um so i i looked at every single option i did look at full-time clinical i looked at working at you know smaller practices i i mean everything so that's how i ended up doing you know just virtual nutrition counseling and i i did have a little bit of benefit being you know already working with the company that i started working for to get clients but yeah going straight into starting your own private practice with no i guess i don't want to say income of clients but no like source of clients is really 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 hard <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of people think yeah and we talked about clinical a little bit and i think being in school as a dietitian, you know, in Nutrico, we're a clinical staffing service. How do you think, you know, knowing your clinical staff, maybe working in clinical benefits you as a private practice owner and working with private clients, even if they don't have the same, you know, disease state as mm -hmm. all the patients we'd see in a clinical setting? Clinical gives you, well, one, it just makes you, it presents you with new ideas and or new situations. So it makes you critically think about things. So it helps even in just the way that you think about things like coming straight out of my clinical rotation, which is my last one. I think it was really helpful to have that, you know, fresh on my mind going into things because there are also some similar disease states, not all the time, but 
you're going to have, you know, diabetes, hypertension, some overlapping gastrointestinal issues, like overlapping issues that you need to know those things and be familiar with those disease states and just, you know, how to talk to a person that may not necessarily want the help is another big thing. So being able to critically think clinical forces you to do that, whether, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the same disease state or not, or they have different goals. So like, I'm actually, I've, I mean, I work from home now, but I've recently, you know, applied for a couple PRN positions just as needed to be in a hospital to kind of, you know, keep my skills sharp, because I think that's a really good idea. You know, it's good to to talk to different people and keep your clinical skills, you know, just at hand. You don't want to lose those. Yeah. Do you enjoy in this profession that you can kind of dabble in different things? For example, like clinical and then with your private practice and then with training, like all these things kind of tie in. What do you enjoy that you've kind of had the opportunity to do all these things? Do you feel like it's kind of made you a stronger dietitian and I guess business owner? Yeah, that's the cool thing about this field that a lot of people maybe going into it don't think about is that you have so many options. Like I, yeah, I work with people of all different, with all different goals, all different disease states and, you know, the private practice nutrition counseling, you can do clinical, you can dabble in. Um, like I also did, I do a lot of holistic nutrition too. So I did a nutrition wellness retreat. Like there's so many different things you can do. It's, it's not limited to one avenue. And usually when you find one thing that you like to do, there's always a nutrition, a branch off of, you know, something yeah. that you can do that involves that. So it's not boring. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to figure out, you know, what exactly you like, but there's so many more opportunities that it's very worth it. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about kind of the holistic side of things, maybe traveling back. How did you get into that? You know, maybe seeing things clinically kind of made you want to focus on the more holistic side, kind of pushing that into your private practice. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So as of more recently, I've started focusing on a holistic, I've always taken a holistic approach, but I'm really emphasizing it now. Um, so I'm doing holistic nutrition and pain management and kind of how I got into that is, I mean, I, I personally have degenerative disc disease early on that I had a spinal injury. I got run over by a four wheeler when I was in eighth grade. So that it like literally my body slinked down and it ran over my, the back of my legs and my spine. So I think that prompted it a little bit more, but I ended up having, you know, just really bad back pain. My discs were degenerating. I had neuropathy. I could barely feel my hands and my feet a lot of the time energy was super low. So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to fix this. So I ended up fixing the inflammation and in my body felt a million times better when I really honed down on my nutrition, the neuropathy went away. I don't really ever, I thought it was just something I was going to have to live with and I don't ever get it anymore. Like I haven't had it since I think maybe a final my sophomore year of, <laughs> of college. So it really has made a difference for me and I wanted to help other people get through that. 
So right now, I'm, like I said, focusing on pain management of all kinds, um, hormonal imbalances, overall inflammation in the body. So from personal experience and from just seeing people struggle from a clinical perspective, that kind of prompted me to further help people through that avenue. Yeah, very cool. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, we talked about that you are, you know, you finished school about what, like a year ago? Past year? Yeah, like 2022, 20, like May. Yeah. I want to say like May. Yeah. Um, you know, being a newer RD, what do you think has been the hardest part? Not even just having your own business, but also whether it's like applying to clinical jobs or applying, you know, if it was outpatient, whatever it might be, what do you think has been kind of the hardest part, maybe the most like intimidating that you don't agree with, like entering the job field? I think a lot of one, there's kind of two parts of this. I think one like internal part that people struggle with a lot is just having imposter syndrome and not being able to think that you're going to get a job and just not applying or like you want to start your own thing and you think you everything has to be absolutely perfect and you don't start it and you don't do it and then you take a thousand years to do it and then I don't know you wind up doing something you don't really want to do but I think that's a big thing is just not having trust or I guess having trust in yourself is a really hard part of it as a new dietitian because you have to if you don't trust yourself you're never going to put yourself into situations to see if you can actually do it and you should feel uncomfortable so i think that probably is just feeling uncomfortable whether that's applying to a job you don't think you could get applying to whatever it may be starting a job um starting your own thing just being uncomfortable as a new dietitian is definitely the hardest part comfortable being uncomfortable i love mm -hmm. that phrase i think that's really important well, I do think we don't see as much, um, even with whether it's a job you're applying for, starting your own business. I think we sometimes right out of school, we hear a lot of like, you need to do X, Y, Z. If you don't meet mm -hmm. this, don't even apply. Um, and I think it's really cool that you're like, you know, I'm at, least going to, I'm at least going to attempt to apply and see what happens and dabbling in different fields of dietetics. You know, like you get value from everything. And I think, like you said, it is important you know, learn maybe, okay, I'm doing this. I don't love this. And I maybe want to try it, you know, this way. And it helps mm -hmm. to sharpen your practice as well. It does. That's why you also kind of like, it's good to dabble, always be learning, have yeah. some sort of, and that's another big thing too, is like always have some form of learning to where you're, you're learning from what you're doing. You're learning about, you know, updated nutrition things. You're always keeping your mind sharp but i think that's where the uncomfortability can come into because if you're not slightly uncomfortable or you feel like you if you feel like you know everything and then you're like good to go then you're not <laughs> no yeah. ever, nobody ever feels like that so well also so what are a few ways that you have connected with other rds other professionals anyone in the clinical setting even old preceptors whoever it may be um just for growing as an RD, growing your private practice, you know, continuing to work in the clinical setting, like how do you kind of build your community um, with other dietitians and professionals? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple ways. Um, social media is great now for, especially for dietitians, is a growing field. So, you know, 
reaching out to people on there who are maybe in similar interests of what you are doing or what you want to do. And just people are a lot more willing to talk to you for a few seconds. And it's kind of nice for them to have something, somebody interested in what they're doing. So they're going to be more than willing to talk to you. And um, like vice versa, I've had a couple people reach out to me and be like, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Can we talk about it? And that's that's great. I love I love that because you're like, oh, people are actually interested in what I'm doing. Um, and then another really cool and easy way is so on the academy, like the AND website, um, Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, you can sign up for um, oh my gosh, what do they call it? Like groups, not like focus groups, but the like dietetics. yes, yeah. yeah, the practice groups. That's blank blanked on that. So. I think I'm a part of four now, and my favorite one personally is this integrative um, and holistic nutrition forum. So you can go on, they have a bunch of different ones. So find what you're interested in. And they have places where they have like happy hours. So they do it like a happy hour where like all the dietitians who are part of it get on maybe like once every couple of weeks or once a week or kind of depends on the organization or they have a forum where you can go on and ask a question and all the dietitians can answer or you know you can just go through and read um like read what someone else has posted and all the other replies and you can learn that way or you can connect with other ideas that way but there's a lot of those are my i think two favorite and the easiest ways to do that and if you're a dietetic student you can still join those practice groups you don't have to be a full-blown dietitian you can still go in and explore and do that that's a re that's a really really great tip mm -hmm. well I was saying too I also get those emails as well as I kind of just will sign up for you know other webinars and things and you can get you know just one hour webinars there's so much free information yes. out there that you can watch um and learn from it's kind of crazy I love so, the webinars. one more question about that do you with your dpgs and the academy do you have to pay for that I know there's some confusion there sometimes mm -hmm. if you're a student do you have to pay as well? So if you're a student, your um, overall membership is a lot less because okay. I can't remember exactly how, how much it was. But to join a practice group, um, it's I, I wish I knew the answer. To that. I think it's the same, but your membership itself is a lot less and it might be like $30 to join forever, like for life. So it's really not expensive. I think um, you're right. And it might be less for students because I know that the overall membership is less. So $30, like maybe 25 max, if that. So it's definitely worth it for, I mean, it's like you have access to all of these dietitians and people on there. So the money for what you're getting is so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that you talked about that because I think once we're done with school, we're so burnt out and exhausted. And sometimes we might not keep up with the research mm -hmm. or connecting or looking at things. And it's helped me so much and helped me just continue to enjoy the field the more I learn and read. And then it kind of sparks, you know, my interest. And if you are, you know, ever feeling burnt out, which in any profession, I think that's normal, but it kind of helps you keep, stay excited. It does. And you get to read different things and like you notice what you actually get excited about. Like if you read something and you notice like a little shift in your energy and maybe you want to like look at that more on your own, then you can kind of pinpoint, you know, what you what you actually enjoy, what you want to learn more about. And it's it's a really easy way to it's like a it's like a Reddit for 
for dietitians. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it based on like what you like. So it's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, last thing I want to touch on is as an entrepreneur and as someone that's definitely forging their own path in dietetics and, you know, still doing clinical practice, you know, taking the steps to stay sharp. What are some tips that you would give to new RDs who are just entering the field, have been in the field a year and are also kind of want to do something similar to you, dabble in different fields. What are a few of the best tips that you could give them that you've learned over the past year? One, reach out to people who are doing something either kind of similar to what you want to do, or maybe at least in one aspect. And if you want to do, you know, kind of combine multiple things, just reach out to people who you find interesting or who you look up to or are, are organizing, you know, their platform kind of similar to how you want it because that's the best way to get you know to get advice like genuine advice and um second is just don't be afraid to do it like start it because I guarantee if you just start it if it's not perfect like nothing is going to be perfect you're never going to think it's like absolutely perfect but if you don't start it and you just keep pushing it off it's it's just going to make it a lot harder down the road. Like I, I remember hearing not even too long ago, like even in our brains, if we start something and don't finish it. So if you start something like, let's just say a website, for example, and you've been working on it for like four years and you just haven't gotten it done and you need to do it. Your, your brain will not make those connections. Those are the actual connections that it needs to do until it is, you know, that task is finished. So make your brain happy, make yourself happy, just do it, reach out to anybody who you, who you need and don't feel like you have imposter syndrome because I mean, if anything, you are fresh out of school. A lot of, you know, you have all your resources, you have what's fresh on your mind, what yeah. you've learned in school. So just do it. I'll say nine out of 10, everyone is so happy to help you and provide advice. Oh, yeah. If yeah. anyone reaches out to me, I'm like, oh, yes, what can I help I'm like, you absolutely. With? And whatever, we, love whatever it. Yeah. we need. You want to talk for an hour? Great. Like, I literally don't care. Yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh, Dietitian sure. So fun. So great. Um, well, awesome. Well, stay tuned, you guys, and we will post this, and then we will also have other dietitians on. Thank you.